Welcome to Quarantine Seminary with Brother Isom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are in 3rd Nephi 21. And uh, if you remember from yesterday in 3rd Nephi 20, Jesus has started to quote these Old Testament prophets. He's quoted Micah, and he's quoted Isaiah, and uh, all with, and he's quoted in the book of Acts as well, and Peter in the book of Acts. And it's all with this idea of, of talking about this promised fulfillment of the covenant, right? When he's talking about Micah, he's talking about these young lions, Israel as young lions among um, the prey, and that uh, wicked Gentiles will be treated as prey, and, and Israel will as they're gathered, regain the land of their inheritance, okay? And, and specifically, he's th- to here, he's talking about the descendants of the, the Lehites, the Nephites, the Lamanites, um, and their descendants in the last days in the promised land, that they're going to regain the land of their inheritance. And remember, I kind of backed off from fully kind of projecting what that might mean, but uh, you can imagine what that might look like. He's also taught, you know, he quoted Isaiah, who talked about uh, the fulfillment of the covenant, this kind of coming of Zion, Isaiah 52, where uh, people will see eye to eye, and they'll say again, thy God reigneth. He talked about um, watchmen lifting up their voice uh, to announce the coming of the Messiah. He quoted Isaiah when Isaiah talks about, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, step up, Zion, you covenant people, live as covenant people, be who you're supposed to be, Um, bring those glad tidings, have the beautiful feet on the mountain, beautiful garments, beautiful feet, why? Not because covenant people are inherently better than anybody, but because we're about a beautiful work, and we have the light of the Messiah, and We've actually seen that, like very literally fulfilled in Third Nephi, where disciples of Christ, who he called, are called to him, given authority, they go about his work, and they literally have these beautiful garments, right? Their clothes, uh, their countenance, they all begin to reflect the same light uh, as the Savior. And uh, it's kind of a literal fulfillment of a very symbolic image of what the covenant people in the last days will be, (coughs) whether it's gathered Israel or whether we want to call it the church, however we want to call it, the role of the Lord's people are to be these, these beautiful messengers of peace to declare peace and glad tidings. Um, and, uh, to be the ones that announce the coming of the Lord and uh, in all ways, not just in um, in words, right? Not, but in the way we conduct ourselves, we're giving that salt and light, right? That evidence of the Lord's love for people. 
now, uh, after having quoted that, the Lord's going to interpret it for us in, in chapter 21. And he's going to get really specific. And we've kind of talked before how his sermon in 3rd Nephi starts very broadly, talking about the Godhead and kind of giving this really big picture. And as he's gone through the Sermon on the Mount and then started to... Uh, teach from the scriptures it's gotten more and more narrow and he's given very clear applications and some of those applications come in the form of prophecy of what will happen in the last days and that's what we're going to get in third nephi 21 and we've kind of talked about this already about uh the role of the gentiles in the last days versus the role of the house of israel and he's just going to get so explicit here so that we can't mistake what he's talking about. So let me just start reading here. Uh, verse, verse 1. And verily I say unto you, I give unto you a sign that ye may know the time when these things shall be about to take place, that I shall gather in from their long dispersion my people, O house of Israel, and shall establish again among them my Zion. So... That's the fulfillment of the covenant. He's about to tell us of a sign that will indicate that these things are about to take place. Okay, so if we see that sign, we know what's going to follow is the gathering of Israel and the establishment of Zion. Verse 2, And behold, this is the thing that I will give you unto you for a sign. For verily I say unto you that when these things which I declare unto you, and which I shall declare unto you hereafter of myself, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, which shall be given unto you of the Father, shall be made known unto the Gentiles, that they may know concerning this people who are a remnant of the, of the house of Jacob, and concerning this people who shall be scattered by them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, when these things shall be made known unto them of the Father, and shall come forth of the Father from them unto you, for it is wisdom in the Father that they should be established in this land and be set up as a free people by the power of the Father, that these things might come forth from them unto a remnant of your seed, that the covenant of the Father may be fulfilled, which he hath covenanted with his people, O house of Israel. Therefore, when these things and the works which shall be wrought among you hereafter shall come forth from the Gentiles unto your seed, which shall dwindle in unbelief because of iniquity, for it behoove, thus it behooveth the Father that it should come from the Gentiles, that he may show forth his power unto the Gentiles for this cause, that the Gentiles, if they will not harden their hearts, that they may repent and come unto me and be baptized in my name and know of the true points of my doctrine, that they may be numbered among my people, O house of Israel. And when these things shall come to pass, that thy seed shall begin to know these things, it shall be a sign unto them that they may know that the work of the Father hath already commenced unto the fulfilling of the covenants which he hath made unto the people of the oh, house, who are of the house of Israel. And when that day shall come, it shall come to pass that kings shall shut their mouth. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. All right. That was kind of a lot. But remember, there's there's a quote I think I've shared with you before uh, by a samurai master 
who says, when you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. Okay? And I love that quote. When you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. So the way, in this case, is this pattern of gathering and scattering. Okay? Israel disobeys the covenant, and they get scattered. And then... God uses the Gentiles to gather them in again. And by working through the Gentiles to gather Israel, God also gathers the Gentiles. And so we have Israel and the Gentiles being gathered to the covenant. That's, that's the pattern. That's how it's gone over and over again throughout the Old Testament. And that's what he's laying out here. There's a broad pattern. But now let's see it in everything. Let's see it in this specific thing. What is he talking about? What's the sign to the fulfillment of the covenant? Well, it's the coming forth of these things unto the Gentiles. What are these things? It's the Book of Mormon. The words that he's talking right now. When those words come forth from the Gentiles, that's a sign. And not just from the Gentiles. From the Gentiles to the remnant of the seed. Okay, so there's the, there's the pattern. Israel scattered, in this case, scattered by Gentiles, right? We talked about Gentiles being Western colonizers in the Americas, scattered by the Gentiles. Now the Book of Mormon comes forward, and the Lord's going to use the Gentiles to gather them in, and by gathering through the Gentiles, Gentiles are also gathered in. They become part of the house of Israel, Okay, through that process, through baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and being about the work of gathering Israel, you become a part of the house of Israel. And you get to be a recipient of the covenant as well. So what is he describing here? The sign for the fulfillment of the covenant, the establishment of Zion, is the coming forth of the Book of Mormon and the work that is wrought because of that. Everything that comes, we call that the restoration. The restoration of the gospel, the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, that's the sign. And what's the vehicle for bringing about that restoration, that gathering? It is the Book of Mormon and the spirit that comes as, as we go out and share it and, and use that to gather in Israel. We talk about the restoration and we say that word so often that I think we stop, stop thinking about what it is that's being restored. Yes, the church has been restored. And, and authority has been restored, and scripture has been restored. But the real restoration, the real work of restoration, is restoring God's people to him. And ultimately, we're all God's family, restoring God's family to him. And the way that he does that is through this Abrahamic covenant, this gathering and scattering and gathering and scattering, using Gentiles and people of the house of Israel to work together in service of one another, okay, so that all of God's children can be redeemed. So let's continue. Verse 9, for in that day, talking about our day, for my sake shall the Father work a work which shall be a great and a marvelous work among them. And there shall be, be among them those who will not believe it, although a man shall declare it unto them. But behold, the life of my servants shall be in my hands. Therefore, they will not hurt him, although he shall be marred because of them. Yet I will heal him, 
For I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Therefore shall come to pass that whosoever will not believe in my words, who, should, who am Jesus Christ, which the Father shall cause him to bring forth unto the Gentiles, and shall give unto him power that he shall bring them forth unto the Gentiles, it shall be done even as Moses said, they shall be cut off from among my people who are of the covenant. All right. Again, this, this phrase, you'll see this phrase every now and then. Nephi is kind of the first one to associate this phrase directly with the Book of Mormon. He does it in like 1 Nephi 19, for example, a marvelous work and a wonder. That refers to the Book of Mormon and the work that follows it, but certainly the Book of Mormon, okay? And you'll see this in the beginning of the Doctrine and Covenants. Behold, a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. When were those sections given? During the translation process of the Book of Mormon. So this marvelous work that the Father is doing among the children of men, this is the Book of Mormon coming forward. There's going to be a man, a Gentile, who brings this Book of Mormon forward. That's Joseph Smith. He's going to be allowed to do his work. Um, and people can either get with it and, and experience the fruits of those covenants that he's going to restore, or there's, they're going to be cut off from the covenant. Okay? And then he quotes Micah again, starting in verse 12 and going all the way through uh, <coughs> verse 21. And again, it's these images of, of, she, uh, of a young lions or lions being amidst the beasts of the forest, being amidst the flocks of the sheep, right? And you can, this very kind of aggressive image of these Gentiles who won't repent, who won't um, listen to the covenant and we've, and we've heard or join the covenant and we've heard very specific ways that they won't repent. There, there's lyings and murmurings and murders and priestcrafts and mischief of all kinds and, uh, and all of these latter-day Gentiles will be guilty of that and we can look at all of those and look the church isn't exempt from that or mem <coughs> I'll say members of the church aren't exempt from that. We can participate in those things too. The mark of whether you are truly included in the house of Israel is whether you have gone through that process of making covenants, but not just making covenants, keeping covenants, using, using the resources that the Lord has given us as a church to help to gather Israel. That's the ultimate way that we keep covenants is we help fulfill his covenant with the house of Israel. And, uh, and you can be a member of the church and be wholly unconcerned with that process and be a part of the lying and the mischief and the murdering and et cetera, et cetera, okay? Um, but certainly we see that becoming more and more broadly accepted uh, among all kinds of groups uh, in the United States, outside the... <coughs> Outside of the United States, that kind of conflict is seems to be increasing and increasing, and uh, and specifically, you know, the Lord is talking about the promised land here, the Western Hemisphere. Um, Gentiles have a history of of scattering Israel among uh, in Western Hemisphere here, and. Um, and the Lord is going to hold them accountable for it. 
and this isn't a thing of the past. You know, we sometimes I think we consider colonization and the ill effects of colonization as a thing of the past. Some some people do this with slavery. Slavery was, you know, wasn't slavery like a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago? Like, what's the big deal about slavery? And sometimes we'll hear people say that. There are people alive right now whose grandparents were slaves. A lot of them. A lot of people who whose grandparents were slaves. That's not that far in the past. And we think about the descendants of, you know, an entire people who were brought over to the Western Hemisphere against their will. And these are children of God who were commodified, who were treated as property for the purpose of giving a few people more wealth and power. And all of it, you know, race was the motivating factor for that to justify this sense of superiority among the Gentiles against... um a people who may very well be literal descendants of the house of Israel. You think about the gathering that's going on right now, where the majority of baptisms happening, uh, not in the United States, they're happening in South America and they're happening in Western Africa. And, uh, and so, you know, the effects of that mistreatment and the, the racism that has, continued to echo through the generations um that's still felt people are still experiencing that that still has a real impact on people's lives and uh and the lord's holding us accountable to it that as covenant people we got a work to do and we heard that very clearly coming through in general conference. President Nelson and President Oaks, especially Elder Renlund spoke on this, that as members of the church, we have to be actively about dismantling racism. And, um, and we, and when we are, we find that we are a part of that, Uh, that we find racism within ourselves, we have to actively be about repenting of that. That's part of gathering Israel. We can't imagine a gathering of Israel from all four quarters of the world without imagining that people will be incredibly diverse, that there's going to be people from all over the world, all different types of cultures, all different types of nationalities, even coming from different types of religious backgrounds, all to gather in to be the Lord's people. And, uh, and to do that work, we can't be um, perpetuating the sins that Gentiles have committed in the past. And, uh, and the Lord, you know, he's, he's drawn a pretty clear separation between those Gentiles who have repented and gone to work for blessing Israel and those Gentiles who haven't repented and continue the lying, murdering, mischiefs, priestcraft, and we've talked about priestcraft being about power, really. Um, that's a pretty clear line, I think, and we, we should be paying attention to that. Um, living prophets have been, <clears throat> have been pretty clear about that. And, uh, and so, you know, this is not... These are, these are Lehites that Jesus is speaking to, but we get to be the ones reading about ourselves here in scripture and we get to choose who, who we are in this. Are we the Gentiles who repent and get to work and, 
and are numbered among the house of Israel, or are we the Gentiles that are, continue to perpetuate the scattering of Israel? And, uh, and you know, if we are, we see in verse like 14, 15, the Lord says, I'm going to cut off thy horses out of the midst of thee, and I will destroy thy chariots, and I will cut off the cities of thy land. I will throw down all thy strongholds. Um, I think we've seen during the pandemic, just because things have been the case doesn't mean that they will continue to be the case. Uh, our lives can be disrupted very easily, and the way to prepare for that and to preempt that is actually to build unity and bonds of love with each other. And the Book of Mormon is a primary vehicle for that. You know, I think I talked about it yesterday, but you know, right now there's obviously like a lot of tension in our country. And, um, and there's, I think, misunderstandings of what patriotism is. It's not about how loud you, you yell when you're marching in the streets. And it's not about how many American flags that you can fit on your, on your, on the back of your truck. Those might be symbols, but patriotism really is about living in a really diverse country, which is what our country is. And and reaching for unity, even with that diversity. And sometimes it's about losing, and sometimes it's about uh, your, your candidate winning, and sometimes it's, it's taking a loss for the sake of unity, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, and it's always about sharing your voice and your opinion in that really diverse environment. And, uh, and there's a way we can do that and gather Israel, and there's a way we can do that and scatter Israel. And we got to consider how we are when we're, when we're going about interacting with people. Are we the type of people who people are willing to let gather them in uh, using the Book of Mormon? And the Lord's calling us to be those people. And if we are those people, uh, he gives us this promise in 22. If they will repent and hearken unto my words and harden not their hearts, I will establish my church among them and they shall come in unto the covenant, and be numbered among this the remnant of Jacob, unto whom I have given this land for their inheritance. And they shall assist my people, and the remnant of Jacob, and also as many of the house of Israel should come, that they may build a city which shall be called the New Jerusalem. And then shall they assist my people, that they may be gathered in, who are scattered upon all the face of the land, and unto the New Jerusalem. And then shall the power of heaven come down among them, and I will be in their midst." And then shall the work of the Father commence at that day, even when this gospel shall be preached among the remnant of this people. Verily I say unto you, at that day shall the work of the Father commence among all the dispersed of my people. Yea, even the tribes which have been lost, which the Father hath led away out of Jerusalem. Yea, the work shall commence among all the dispersed of my people, with the Father to prepare the way whereby they may come unto me, that they may call on the Father in my name. Yea, and then shall the work commence with the Father among all nations in preparing the way whereby his people may be gathered home to the land of their inheritance. And they shall go out from all nations, and they shall not go out in haste nor by flight, for I will go before them, saith the Father, and I will be their rearward. That's a beautiful image. I want to be a part of that, and I want to be the type of person who can be a part of that. <coughs> that. And I'm grateful for the resources the Lord has given us to help us to be those people in, in the lives of others, in the lives of all of his children. I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.